Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. I appreciate you tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up this way. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, we will talk college football with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. I look forward to those. Now, they're not quite weekly check-ins with uh, Bill Bender, but semi-weekly, every other bi-weekly, I guess. Uh, He'll join us uh, at 11.30. At 12.05, John Bowenkamp, who has been on the Iowa beat as long as, I think, anybody, uh, will remember his friend, Steve Batterson, from the Quad City Times, who you may have heard on with Trent and I. Uh, In fact, recently passed away last night. Uh, A guy that's been also on the Iowa beat for decades over, I mean, back into the late 80s, I want to say, early 90s. Uh, Batterson from the uh, Quad City Times passed away last night. So um, we will go down memory lane with John Bowenkamp, who shared hundreds of press boxes uh, with Batterson over the years. Real loss for um, for the newspaper industries, particularly uh, in the uh, eastern part of the state. But uh, now, of course, with everything online, um, some of you may have found Steve Batterson uh, recently. And then the, uh, the cap man, David uh, Kaplan, will be here, as he is each and every Wednesday, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, sponsors Cappy, he will join us. We'll talk Cubs, we'll talk Cards, we'll talk the Bears, we'll talk the Bulls. They got an offseason in front of them. Well, hang on a second. You missed the big one. Oh, the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, baby. It's draft night. And happy draft night for those of you who celebrate in the NHL. There's dozens of you out there. <laughs> and they will get a generational talent. How long do they take before they run to the <laughs> run to the podium and sec? Did you even see what the Spurs did? They take long. I don't even know. You know, I don't. A week ago. No, you know what? I didn't watch a single pick, so I can't help. But the you. same kind of thing here. Right. It's a it's a foregone conclusion. There's nothing that can talent. happen today. Nothing. That would take nope. him away from being the number one nope. pick. Nope. Not, well, yeah. I mean, other than an act of God. Right, yes. Um, no, nothing. He is a lock cinch. He's a lock even if a gas mask shows up. Doesn't matter. He's going to be there. Yes, he's going to be the pick. So, a lot of ground to cover with Cap, and we'll talk to him at 1230. Trends Plays of the Day, sponsored by Circus Sports. We will uh, check in with those about 10 minutes before the hour of 1 o'clock. So, um, Steve Batterson just uh, you know spent a couple of minutes on this. We'll yeah. talk about it in an hour from now. Uh, a, a real loss, and you know what? You can tell how much he meant to so many people. And I'm sure that you know, for you and I, especially when it comes to our Twitter accounts, mm-hmm. it's more populated by sports writers that are just um, you know sharing memories, offering condolences. Uh, acting, um, you know, is someone in a state of shock for some of them uh, that this happened because he's not, is he about 60 years old? He's not old by any means. Yeah, we're not talking about a guy that's, this isn't Sid Hartman. Right. You know, still writing into his right. 90s. And, you know, Steve was a guy that was just, he was always there and saw him at plenty of state tournaments doing the high school thing. He covered minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. He covered. St. Ambrose and small colleges over there. And then he was also on the Hawkeye beat. When you work for the QC Times, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. And that's absolutely what he did. The other thing, and I saw Steve's columns all over the place. I'd be with my wife's family up in Sioux City. Well, the Sioux City Journal 
as a syndicated paper. Okay. And it would be Steve Patterson's yep. article. So if I happen to be there for the weekend, who would I read the next day? The Gamer? Mm-hmm. It would be that one because Grandpa and Graham, of course, still get the newspaper. So Love that was it. good. Love ba- it. Back home in Mason City or in Waterloo, same thing. That was part of the syndicated. So I read so many of Steve's columns. I loved his writing style. And anybody that was that is in the journalism game just said, he's a guy that just did it right. Yeah. I went out there, found the story. Had a lot of friends. And was a consummate journalist, mm-hmm. capital J journalist. That's what he was and did an incredibly good job about it all across the state, though based in the Quad Cities. He was all over the state because of the syndicated nature of Lee Enterprises, I believe. Is, is that what it was? Speaker. Okay. Yeah. That uh, has the different newspapers across the state. So a guy that I always enjoyed our conversations, a fun-loving guy, got to meet him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I'd pick his brain every once in a while on a high school team from the Quad Cities if they happen to be playing a local team in a state tournament, something like that. Just a guy that was always willing to help, always willing to hop on. I don't think I ever got a time where Steve said, I can't make it today. Right, Anything right. like that. Yeah. He showed up, was ready to talk Hawkeyes with us and whatever else was going on. Just a great guy, a great person, and you continue to see that for the people who knew him a whole lot better. Better. It's a blow. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and you know, Trent, you you, you see some of the uh, some of the tweets from some of the old guard. You also see some of the, you know, interns, uh, some of the uh, new people to the beat that um, he welcomed me with open arms and mm-hmm. dot dot dot. Seen a lot of that. So this is uh, this will be a loss uh, for those folks that uh, read Steve Batterson, listen to Steve Batterson. He was a friend of my former partner Bob Dyer. So Dyer mm-hmm. and, and I had him on the radio a lot in the old jock days. Uh, probably 99, 2000, whatever, 2000, early uh, turn of the century. I uh, had him on a lot. And uh, like you say, he was always there, right? Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you needed somebody to talk Hawks with. And um, so he'll be missed by a lot of people. So we'll talk to John Bowencamp coming up about 12.05 on that. Um, baseball last night. Wasn't able to get quite as into it just because the Braves-Twins game got away. Yeah, it, was, it did get away. My double play last night of the Astros did not come to fruition. Montgomery was really good. Uh-huh. That was my back and forth last night. Where are you on the Cardinals? I mean, we go down this road. No. This team is way too good to be where they are. They're too talented. Not too good. Okay, too, too talented. talented right, fair. to be this bad. Right. But put they have the ability to be good if they can put it together. And watched them last night. I mean, that that was a real baseball That's team, That's Houston right? Astros in the other dugout, yeah. Trent. And Montgomery was spinning it, mm-hmm. and he was doing his thing and keeping him off balance, and he had six strikeouts. I mean, and that's not normally Montgomery. No, and they have found their closer. Yes, they have. Jordan Hicks is legit. Firing it up there at 102. Mm-hmm. And he has, I mean, looking back at his game log, too, and seeing what he has done here lately, I mean, he's become the lockdown guy. Bullpen's not the problem. It's still, it's still rotation. So, you know, we mentioned yesterday a great fit. For Shane Bieber, if the Guardians become sellers, mm-hmm. would certainly be Baltimore. I mean, that is, oh, huge. I think, an all-timer. Uh-huh. If you're the Cardinals, and we get a month from now, yeah. and you're three and a half out, say something like that. Do you put any chips to the middle? I mean, I think you do. You know, last week when I uh, we took the Patrick Royce column from up in the Star Tribune and read through that and all the awful moves from <laughs> yep. the Falvey and Levine regime, yep. a Cardinals fan reached out to our Twitter account. Hey, there's been some. And it is awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think it's bad, and it was bad, the Twins mm-hmm. and what they've done over the seven years. The front office for the Cardinals and what they've done free agent-wise has been brutal. I mean, as, as That and giving up guys at yes. trade deadlines. And, and that's a huge component uh-huh. to it, too. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before, of how much talent has walked out the door. Somebody's got, head's got a roll. I mean, it's, is it getting a point? I know there's been a lot of, a lot of changing of the guard there including from all the way from the TV crew, mm, which yeah. watching that last night, 
I really like listening to Gary. Yeah, he's good. It's, it, he is Edmund, good. I know yeah. Edmonds bothers you. He does. I can't stand him, Trent. But and when, his when voice the other is dudes, just different, right? It, who, Chips or Edmonds? Edmonds. It's, there's just something I can't quite place I, it. Is I, it a California thing? I don't, I don't know, know what it was. But because I was listening to it probably about as much as I have a Cardinals-only mm-hmm. broadcast that, mm-hmm. this year, I that was kind of my takeaway is he. I understand why you can be annoyed with him because he just has that. that he can be a difficult listen at times. But the other component is there was just something with his voice that yeah. seemed just a little bit different. No, than I, I don't miss it when he's not working the games. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't. I was uh, I watched my squad last night in AD against AD squad, the Giants and the Blues. Oh yeah, uh, this was a pretty good baseball game until the ninth inning. Um, and, and the Giants, this is a good team. You know what, this yeah, Giants they team, are. they're they're a good baseball team. I'm not saying they're good enough to win anything, but they're 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 way better than uh, most people thought that they were going to be coming into the year. If I said to you this, what what price would you need? Braves of the field to win the World Series. <laughs> what would you need to take the field? To t- if you yeah, I get the other twenty nine. Yeah, what if you wanted to? Bet I would the lay. Braves. I would lay money. You have to. I would lay two to one. Mm-hmm. What would you get the Braves at? What would you? What would Circa put the Braves at to to win the World Series against the field? Against the field. Well, it'd be right around what their World what they Series are now price is, now, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you get it a tick higher, but it'd probably be around that range. I'd have which, to go a little bit more because, yeah, to get those yes. Would bets you? On would that. you get ten to one? Twelve? No, to one? no. You'd probably be eight. No, six. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look here to win the World Series right now at Circa. Let's scroll down to those Bravos and what they currently are. They're a little better than four to one, plus four oh five. So maybe in a bet like that you could get it up to four fifty, mm-hmm. something like that, but not gonna be the price that you want. How about those Cardinals? 175 to one. Yeah, no, they're not winning the World <laughs> Series. What are they to win the division? <laughs> to win the division, all right. Let's go to division odds and we get down to the National League Central. The Cardinals plus nine twenty five. Now you know what? That might be worth a crack. If I took the White Sox, which I did at plus eight fifty. Um, you just can't quit that White Sox team. No, I, I, I've quit now. I wish I could get out of it. <laughs> I wish I could get out of the Mets. I wish I could get out of the Padres. <laughs> I'm heavily invested in both of those disasters. Uh, anyways. Um, the Cardinals are right now eight games back. Mm-hmm. One, two in a row. What do you have to win to win the division? Uh, no, you know what? Because I'm leading this towards a math equation, and we're so bad at this. Let me 82. 82 and 80 wins the division. If you get you to 82. Think, so, okay, so if you, need, if you need to get to 82, what have they got? They have 33 right now. So they need to win 49 more baseball games. They need to go 49 and 35 the rest of the way. And what kind of percentage is that? Is that 600 baseball? Oh, it's better, a little better than about 620 baseball. That's asking a lot. They got to play at about the level that the Orioles have played at this whole year. They're 48 and 30. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. Mm-hmm. Just to get a game above 500. Mm-hmm. Can you win the division at 80 and 82? Well, and here's the thing that's against them now. 79 and 83. <laughs> Cincinnati is no longer a walkover. No. Pittsburgh pops up every now and then, yes. including last night as they beat the Padres again. I think the Cubs are, um, you know what, I'm, I'm worried about our Cubs bets. Yeah, it's going to be that, tight, that, isn't that it? That over-under number that it's we thought be was tight. a cinch. Let's hope we can just get to the final day of the regular season the with a chance to hedge. Week. Yeah, yeah, the final week of the regular season. Speaking of that division, you know the only team in that division that has a positive run differential? Uh, it's the Cubs. Is it really? It's the Cubs. Reds, minus 20. Brewers, minus 25. Pirates, minus 39. The Cardinals, minus 14. And the Cubs are plus 28 hmm. on the season. And after, you know, they make the run... 
and then they just let that one slip yeah. away on Sunday. Yes. It's not that they can't afford it. Again, the division's right. Uh-huh. Cincinnati, they're coming back to earth, right? I don't know. Well, they're not going to win my bet. The Braves have absolutely murdered them. They're four games up now to win the most games in the month of June. Yeah, no, that that's cooked. Yeah, that that. But you know but what? Boy, you got a hell, had, heck of a run at one hundred and fifty to one. I had a lot of fun. with You it. did. I was. That's a really. That's a really good offering. And I'm excited to see when Circa puts up the July one. See, I think I'm going to pass. And I was the same way with just the whole All Star break thing. And uh-huh. then you got to figure out how many games the, that your team's going to get to play in this uh, this month. Opposed to you get a couple more games that that mm-hmm. matters. I think I'll save my keep my powder dry until August on that one. But I will tonight, and I'm excited to do this. Um, so the Super Bowl exact matchups are up. I know DraftKings has them. I know Bet Rivers has them. Um, and, and I'm going to dabble in that, I think, a little bit because there's huge prices. There is. And when you bet either for each participant, mm-hmm. that's one way, or one team over another. Mm-hmm. And I did that with the Eagles over Well, you got to do it both ways. You gotta, if you're betting Eagles over Bengals, you will kick yourself if you don't turn around and buy Bengals over Eagles at this point. Well, then I can just hedge. I, I don't even waste I'd, my money. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I would do it the other way. I would take the forty-five to one or the forty to one. You would. I think I would. I I like having the hedging opportunity. As you know, I enjoy the hedging mm-hmm. part of it and being able to guarantee yourself a profit. So we just look at things a little bit differently, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. well, as I'm getting ready for my second title in three years in our year-long contest over on Mediacom, well, our TV you, show. You don't need to get ready. That bad boy's over. <laughs> that thing is an absolute throttle yes, this year. it is. It has gone to a, another level this season. And the first year I got you, I had to do it right at the end. Remember? Very young, because I was way in front, and you better made, made a huge bet on, I don't know what you bet. But I can't remember what it was, but I went I took all it in. easy. I, I, went, uh, I played scared, and you went pushed all your chips to the middle table and hit, and snapped one off right at the wire. So, our contest comes to an end in August. I mean, what do you going to do? Are you going to throw a couple of long prices to try to catch me I'm, right at no, the end? No, no, no. I'm, I'm building my portfolio for next year. <laughs> That's, you're already thinking about yeah, 2024. No, I've, I've waved the white flag. Waved the white flag. <laughs> All right. There is some Iowa State news uh, from yesterday uh, that, uh, that I was made aware of uh, that I think um, might... I don't know if it... Well, look, it's it's far from decided, but this is this is what I was told yesterday. A couple of things. The bad news first. There's another guy caught up in it uh, that we I had not heard this name uh, until yesterday. A new name, not A the five name. that have been no. bandied about in every walk of the Co- internet. Correct. Uh, is is not starter. He's way down the depth chart. So okay. that's probably what that probably has something to do with it. But the good news is, and it's everyone's assumption that uh, that the players that were named uh, are not with the team. They're not calling it a suspension. They weren't calling it a suspension. They just weren't part of the team activities, such as as they are in the months of June mm-hmm. and uh, in, into early July. But with the delays that the that with the DCI not coming forward with anything, there's some chatter that some of these players um, that maybe not. The poster child uh, for the investigation, you can put that name wherever you think your poster child would be, right. not named, other than the poster child, maybe welcome back to the program. Okay. Maybe, you know, they're, they're not just going to, you know, look, stay away until this thing is, is, is till we, till we have the final report. That's mm-hmm. not, that was the case. Now, apparently, because it's taking so long, uh, it's, you know what, why, why don't you, you know, you're welcome back type of thing. So is, I read into that what you will. Is the delay right now 
waiting for the DCI to release the names. That's uh, or to release the report. Release the report. So mm-hmm. this is not. Is it also a part though? The NCAA. What are these suspensions going to be? Or is the NCAA waiting? That I don't know. For their report from the I would DCI. Th- I would think it would be that way. I think the DCI is doing the NCAA's work. Mm-hmm. Once the NCAA gets the report from the DCI, then you know between the school and the NCAA, they will um, uh, come to if if there is to be any punishment. So when this first broke, that first week, we told you here on our radio program, we that were in Vegas when it broke. We were, yeah, and we both had good information from a couple of different avenues. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I was told in that first week, and I shared it here for our listeners, is there was going to be a second wave. That this this first wave was just that a first wave, and a second one. And then I found out a couple of weeks well, ago. Well, the first wave was mostly was mostly wrestlers, and well, and it was athletics, and that's what it was targeted mm-hmm. in. This second wave was targeting general population. Mm. It was looking at underage gambling. Mm-hmm. That was the forefront of it. Underage gambling from the general population. I've talked to a few people here in town that have students freshmen, sophomores at both universities that have got the knock on the door. Hey, is little Johnny home? <laughs> is, uh, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. And that has happened to no connection to athletics, right. no connection to football, basketball, whatever it is, just a general student, and the same thing's happening there. So That's here's my question, way. Trent. Let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah. I don't know how many states have legalized betting now. Is it it's in 30, the 30-something? 30 33, I think. All right, let's use 33. So there, we know that there's two schools caught up with it. Mm-hmm. So that's 31. What's going on with the other 31 schools? Because there's there's freshmen and sophomores and un, underage kids that are doing exactly the same thing uh, wherever the state they're in mm-hmm. is we're doing here in the state of Iowa. Where this came from is the DCI. Remember, Iowa being one of the first to legalize wagering. And they're ahead of a lot of people. And they got a piece of technology that... Their geofencing and what they can look at and look at betting activity, that they got this and started looking around, playing around with it, seeing what we can uncover. Mm-hmm. And they uncovered a whole lot of activity happening at athletic offices at the University of Iowa and Iowa State University. And that's where this really morphed into. And then it went to leadership. It went to government officials. What should we do? Is this something that we should start an investigation? And with that information, they were told by people in government here in the state Yes, proceed forward, make this happen. This is something that we need to crack down on. And most importantly for the DCI, when they found that information, they found that there was a lot more wagering happening in the athletic departments, inside the athletic buildings of both universities. They knew, for them, we have to investigate this Mm -hmm. because the possibility of point shaving, it was a must for them. Let me stop you. You said possibility of point shaving, and there's been no indication. Not None. one iota. Right. Not one thing. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to take that right. and just hear part of the conversation. <laughs> Miller and Connor reporting. Right. Yeah, you know no. how that could go, No, too. I do. Absolutely yes. do. And, and it's fair to put that out there because that is a very important part of this whole conversation. There has been nothing from the DCI side, from the side that you have, from families that we have talked to, all kinds of things. There is nothing that I have heard in any sport that has anything to do mm-hmm. with point shaving, with fixing games, anything like that. There is nothing nefarious that has happened on that angle, which I see as a great thing. Oh, we uncover what? Oh, what was the number? 122 athletes in total and athletic department officials. I think that was the yeah, number I don't remember. that came out initially. And to hear that there is nothing as it pertains to that, that's a really good thing. It is. It is. 
You're 100% right. And this is this is this all goes back to the transparency, right? Yes. And, and the rules that are in place and the boundaries and the guidelines and the geofencing. And it, it's there for a reason and looks like it's doing its job. Yes, it is. So anyways, I think that's good news as far as some of the, uh, some of the athletes, uh, particularly on the football team, that are, yes, their name is part of it and they're the names that you have heard, but maybe not in as deep as some of the others. And potentially those um, those athletes may get to, you know, if this if if August was on Friday instead of July, mm-hmm. uh, maybe fall camp the, that they would be participating in it. We shall see. But uh, it seemed like there was a little bit of a softening uh, of the stance over there in the last couple of days. Uh, we have continued to try to get names from the University of Iowa. If you've been listening to us, we have told you everything except for the names mm-hmm. on the football front for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one that came to me earlier in the week. And an Iowa and Iowa State an player. Iowa player. And I continue to hear more defense. The defense mm-hmm. is where you look more than offense. At least I have an impact type of player. And the name was two names were thrown out to me. I checked on a couple of them, and one was told dead wrong. And I'm all right, I'll check another place. No, not even close. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting though. How much I, more difficult it has been to find the information on the Iowa side. I agree. I know I know no one, Trent. I do not have a name on Iowa. I've got all five, now six, on Iowa State um, football. I don't know the wrestlers, but then I really haven't checked. It's football season moves the needle. Yes. Right? Um, anyways. Well, we'll see. We'll see how where it goes. We'll see uh, what the timeline is. And by all accounts, there's... It's there when they're good and ready is is when we're going to know. Well, we're good and ready to do a uh, another $1,000 home run. You can head to KXNO.com. Right now, and you can enter this nationwide keyword, it is pay, pay at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000, pay, kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000, pay, P-A-Y. Uh, another opportunity coming up here uh, in about an hour from right now. John Bowenkamp, again, is going to uh, share some of his memories of sharing a press box with Steve Patterson, who passed away. Would you say it was sudden? Because looking at his Twitter account, mm-hmm. seemed like the last couple of weeks he'd been hospitalized. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't look back. In and out that, of so. hospital. Okay. And uh, I think his last tweet was the 15th of June. Gotcha. So I, I don't know... Um, you know, obviously, what what uh, took his life, but uh, we'll talk to John Bowenkamp. Uh, you know, just share some memories uh, with Bowenkamp at about twelve oh five. Cappy at twelve thirty. White Sox boy, this real quick. Uh, White Sox because just because they played the Angels last night. This Otani is on. I mean, how, what more can you say about him? You you can't. We run out of superlatives because we have never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And. Every baseball fan that doesn't have a rooting interest, depending on how it comes down, for them fighting for a wild card, we all want to see him in the playoffs. I mean, just to have that opportunity to see him. 19 outs last night while he was on the mound, 10 of them by a strikeout, Uh a couple of home runs. Uh I mean, good God. It's unthinkable. It is. Absolutely unthinkable. Do you know what, what, um, not gift shop, what are they called? Um, Jersey shop at the stadium. What are they called? Team shop. Team shop. You know what team shop is selling Otani jerseys with the, that team's? Well, I'm sure the Angels are. That's an easy answer. Yeah. But you know what other team is selling Otani jerseys? I would say the Mariners, the Cubs. What? Yes. 
You think Ricketts is actually going to spend money? Come on. Now, I don't know if it's the team shop or the shop across the street. Right. The, I'm going to guess that's what it is. I'm sure Major League Baseball would not would be... Would frown on that? Yeah. But, yeah, you get the, the pop-up places. What's that place right across the street? It's Wrigley? huge. Yes. And it's packed and I love every that place. single game. Yes. Yeah. We talked about the old Metrodome. Oh, I love that one. Metrodome uh, Souvenirs. Dome Souvenir, <laughs> Dome Souvenir Plus or something. Yes. Oh, that place... You walk in there. Trent should have been condemned. Oh, you can't move. You, you can't. You put a marble on the ground, it would roll to the other side of the building. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was it was sloped. It would end up on 90W, right? Oh, or my 35W. God. That, that thing was absolutely and when they, and it's It's gone now. It has to be gone. It has right? to be. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, at the bottom of some of those piles of... There's probably harm in Killer Brew oh, stuff. Yeah. And, oh, You want to go back God. and get yourself a Tommy Hurd jersey? I got the place for you. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. All right, 1125. Uh, the keyword is pay. Pay at kxno.com. Uh, we will be joined by Bill Bender from the Sporting News when we come back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.5. Be eligible. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Just past 1130 on a Wednesday. John Bowencamp, uh, hour number two. He'll kick it off. David Kaplan from Chicago uh, at 1230. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those before we get out of here at one o'clock. Let's talk some college football, shall we, with one of our go-to guys. He's Bill Bender from the Sporting News. A lot of fresh content out from Bill here today. Good to talk to you, Bill Bender. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, good to speak with you. So, uh, you know what, um, and, and I racked my brain. I, I love the fact that you went back and you corrected your own report card, right, for the about 10 years, what you got wrong, some of your biggest misses, etc. What was your biggest miss, Bill Bender? Who did you totally, we all do it, uh, who did you totally whiff on? We had Auburn in there one year, and they ended up barely making a bull. Um, <laughs> it happened. You know? yep. we've, we've been on USC in Texas a couple times, so... But in general, I mean, I can I've done those for ten years, and I think I've only put pretty good different schools in the playoffs. So um, it's more about not getting the the really good schools right on any given year. I just you know, but in general, I've been okay at it. You know, you should get two every year at least. Right. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> most years, but I love taking a flyer. Right. You're either going to be the only one right for the most part, or all right, nobody had him. At least you got to give him credit for putting him in. <laughs> At least they tried, right? right? Yeah. 
the team that maybe I'm trending towards is Washington. And the Pac-12, it's crumbling around us. But the Pac-12, I think, is going to be league. It's going to be really good this year. I yeah. mean, the quarterback play alone, the ascension of USC, year number two of Lincoln Riley. You look around, and if you're looking at a flyer, I really like this Washington team and what they have been able to build very quickly. Getting a guy that coached in Sioux Falls for a very long time mm. at the University of Sioux Falls and now doing great work out there. What do you think of Washington here? Obviously, still need to get better defensively. they got to outscore some teams. But in a year where I think the Pac-12 is going to be looked at favorably, are they a team worth a look at the Flyer when you're maybe looking for that fourth team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely turning in the right direction. I've, I've been pretty high on them all through the process. I mean, obviously, it will take beating USC. You know, if you look at last year, um, that could be a game of the year type material when mm-hmm. USC and Washington play. When you get Michael Penix and Caleb Williams on the same field, because the Heisman Trophy may be at stake as well. Yeah. Um, Huge fan of Kalen DeBoer, huge fan of that offense, huge fan that they have two 1,000-yard receivers and two really good edge rushers coming back. So, I mean, yeah, it's an all-in year for Washington. When guys stay and don't go to the NFL draft, and they had two or three guys do that, um, that suggests it's an all-in year. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, we had a team, obviously, in TCU that played for a national championship uh, last year. Uh, is there a Big 12 team, Bill, that, uh, you know, if you're looking for that, you know, that, that long shot status, right? Maybe a K-State. I, I think it's too, my, uh, too heavy of a lift for Texas Tech, although I do think their arrow is pointing up. K-State has to go to, to Austin. They have to, uh, they have to go to Lubbock. Uh, what about K-State? Uh, good record last year. We like what Climate is doing. They got a good quarterback. Where are you in the wild card? Might they be a dark horse candidate? For sure. I mean, they're, they're another program trending right direction. You know, coming off the Big Twelve championship, have a coach that's no stranger to high level success. And um, you know, you look at the preseason All Big Twelve team, and you're going to see Will Howard on that first team. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that, that's something very interesting to me that they continue building on that. Now, they need to prove that they can beat Texas. They need to prove right. that they can do it again. And, you know, their reality check it up as a program was when they played Alabama in the bowl game because, you know, you can have a great system, but this still is a sport where you've got to have those four- and five-star guys. Four new schools will join the Big 12 starting on Saturday officially as we will welcome in Central Florida, Houston, Cincinnati, in BYU. When you take a look at, say, the next half decade, the next five years, who is the program of those four that you believe is going to ascend and, and become one of the powers, if you will, in the Big 12? Probably BYU. I mean, because they're already 8-9-1 good. Um, mm-hmm. An opportunity they've been waiting on. They play a lot of Power 5 schools. I mean, I like Cincinnati, too. I just don't know. I'm skeptical about where Cincinnati is going to go post Luke Fickle. Um, but, you know, if they can continue to recruit the way that they did with Luke Trickle, they're going to be very good. So, I, but BYU, with the quarterback, the coaching, the, and the infrastructure that they have, by the way, they will have, when Oklahoma and Texas leave, they will have the, the largest stadium in the conference. <laughs> Never thought of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Bill, I'm trying to find, uh, I'm, I'm continuing down this, uh, um, you know, dark horse kind of theme with you here, trying to find a, a team that could cut in. All right. Now I'm in the SEC. And of course, there's a couple of heavy heads in there. And uh, in LSU, they won the West last year. What about Tennessee? Might, might Tennessee be uh, a, a team that, 
I'm not saying where is the Georgia game? They they, they, they it's in Knoxville this year, second to last uh, uh, week of the of the regular season. I know it's a heavy lift to to knock off Georgia, who's you know playing at a, a seemingly a different level. What about Tennessee? Milton's the quarterback now. It's his job. Uh, where are you on the Volunteers? Pick up where they left off. Now, Joe Milton is a different style than uh, Hooker, obviously. I'm Milton, I had a set of practice last night for one of my kids and talking to a local football coach, and he said, yeah, I think Milton could throw it across the street, and the street was about a mile away. So uh, um, <laughs> he, he does have a huge arm. He, he does have, you know, he was accurate in that system last year. He's a veteran, and, you know, they're going to score points in Josh Heupel's offense. So, mm-hmm. It comes down to the same old thing, Ken. I mean, can they can they beat Georgia, who will probably be 10-0 and when they come to Knoxville? And, mm-hmm. and there's another game of the year, right? So yeah. if we're looking at these game of the year possibilities, I mean, last year Georgia showed what they could do against Tennessee and in that situation. It's on Tennessee to respond. Certainly is. Anybody else in the SEC, it's just so difficult to get to that top level because we know what the top level entertains with Georgia and Alabama there. Is there anybody else you're looking at? South Carolina, they're getting some buzz with Beamer's done. But, boy, making that final step, it's a different one in the SEC, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, there is that second tier. I mean, to me, the first tier would be Georgia and Tennessee on one side, LSU and Alabama on the other. And the only other team I could see upsetting that kind of order is Texas A&M. But I don't laugh. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I laugh at myself when I say it out loud. But, yeah. well, I mean, a couple things. Connor Wigman, five-star quarterback, mm-hmm. did beat LSU last year. Um, may have had some addition by subtraction with all the portal coming to noise. And then uh, there's the Bobby Petrino factor. I mean, Bobby Petrino is a yeah, lot of things. But, a good point. And one of those things is a brilliant offensive mind. Mm-hmm. So if they can make that relationship work, you know, Connor Wigman could have a monster year. Penn State, do you give them any chance to win the East? A lot of people are. Um, you know, for me, as you guys know, and we've talked for years, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, wake me. I they make fun of me in the office all the time because they say wake me up when I beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Michigan's woke me up the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if Penn State can do that. I, I think they're going to be very good. I think the excitement around Drew Aller. Loaded offensive line, three NFL caliber players on their defense. Um, a lot of difference makers on the roster. Get Michigan at home; they do well against Michigan at home typically. And but it does come down to you know, wake me up if they beat Ohio State. They play Ohio State in Columbus. Yep. They haven't beat the Buckeyes since 2016. That game has to be at night, doesn't it? Not a big noon kickoff. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Well, that means it's a big eight, eight or big six a.m. wake up call for me that day. Oh. I'm guessing so. <laughs> it's the way it goes. Yeah, and now part of the evolution of college football. You're right, Fox Trent. Done. You're right. You're 100 yeah. percent right. That they're going to take it. Keep it right there. Well, Penn State fans are already mad because the Penn State Michigan game is a big name kickoff, also, and that's why the Iowa game is going to be under the lights and they're white out. Mm. Uh, don't get exactly what you want, but that is the new reality there, Michigan. The last two years in the college football playoff, let one get away against TCU a season ago. But again, as we talked about in the SEC, that final step. Is Michigan at a point now where if they get Alabama, Georgia, LSU in a college football playoff, do they have enough firepower? Ohio State does. Yes, Michigan beat Ohio State. Ralph, a game different. Does Michigan right now in 2023 have enough to beat one of those teams in a playoff game? 
think this is an all-in year for them, too, because they do have the best backfield in the country between the running backs. They do have a lot of height. Um, they have climbed the Ohio State hurdle, and even if they would to lose to Ohio State, they could be that team that could get in at 11-1. and one. Um, It's it's very interesting with Michigan. How You read the story about the beat Georgia period that they added to practice, so it's out there, and I, and I always tell people, you know, Jim, Jim doesn't do those things unless he feels like, you know, that he knew that was going to get out. So that's the only, you know, he's doing that because he's confident they can do it. So they missed an opportunity against TCU last year. It is a huge year for them. The only caution is somebody who's followed them for a very long time. When they have expectations this high, at times, you know, App State notwithstanding, that, that they have not lived up to those expectations in the past. A couple years ago was Cincinnati. Last year was Tulane of all schools, um, winning the best Power Five or Group of Five team. Who is it this year, Bill? Who's the G Five team we should keep our eye on? UTSA, the Roadrunner. Really made the move to uh, the American. They've got a seventh-year quarterback in Frank Harris, who's very exciting. Now they lost the bowl game to Troy last year. They didn't play real well, and Troy's another team to keep an eye on. Okay. Because they, they've done a nice job. I also have Coastal with a Grayson. If it feels like Grayson McCall's been there forever, because he has. Yep. <laughs> um, but they've been pretty good with him on the field. So that's three I'm looking at. Um, typically, it does come out of the American, though. So Tulane is, is right back there with Michael Pratt at quarterback. Interesting one. Certainly good. As we make our way through June and into July, we get to of course, conference media days, and that is always another one of the benchmarks that we look to cross off. What's on the travel schedule this year, Bill? Down to Indianapolis for Big Ten. What else is on the docket for you coming up here in a month? That, that'll probably be it. I actually want to get off the phone here. I'm going to go complete the registration. Um, so hopefully I'll see you guys over there in Indy. It's an easy drive for me, and a, you know, plenty of storylines we're going to see there from High State, Michigan, Penn State, um, Matt Rule, Luke Fickle, Iowa, New yep. York. Um, there, there's a lot that I'm excited to talk about. And I know, you know, the, the presence of when we do this again next year, I mean, Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly are going to be there. Unbelievable. Well. Yeah, unbelievable. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, enjoy the rest of your day. Sportingnews.com. If you're into college football, Bill Bender's got you covered. Sportingnews.com. Or, well, of course, uh, you head there for all of the sports. Uh, but we certainly like the work that Bill Bender does. Thank you, sir. Hey, no problem. Thanks for yep, having me. Good to talk to you. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. So coming up on Sports, and I wonder how long this was going to take to get there. Did you see the retweet that I did over, uh, on the weekend? Mm. The race, a, a, a racetrack just outside Seattle is called Emerald Downs. Okay. And they put the starting gate up, I don't know, 50 yards away from the wire. And they just showed the gate. And they sprung the gate. <laughs> And senior citizens ran out of the gate. Grandma and grandpa race, they called it. It is absolutely, these poor old dudes, the two leaders, they both gashed in about halfway through and bought it, uh, ate ate dirt, not died. (laughs) But but I'm guessing you had to sign waivers prior to. 
It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I got to give him credit. I've been around the tracks and secretary won the, won the triple crown in 73. I've never seen a marketing event such as this. Man. And sports centers finally found it or somebody alerted it to them. Uh, and they're going to put it on Sports Center. Uh, Two of the guys got out of the gate well and fell. Well, the first guy, Trent, the the the, the guy that's nearest to the rail, uh-huh. the guy with the gray hair. Yeah. you can tell this means a lot to him. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's this, been putting in the work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he probably lost a race back in the '60s in high school. Uh-huh. He was under the weather that day, and the oh. kid that he's beaten his entire life finally. Beat, and this was his chance to make amends. And he busts out of the gate, and he's running his ass off. He is. And about 15 yards into it, his feet get tangled up, and he hits it hard. (laughs) Meanwhile, the dude on the outside, have you seen him? Yes. I mean, this is. I, I, I thought I laughed. I thought, oh my god, this is. It was like nine o'clock at night. I know what state mind I'm in. That's good. But boy, I just retweeted I it as well. Oh, it's funny. It's coming up on Sports Center. We'll take our time out. We'll come back, finish up the hour. John Bowen Camp kicks off hour number two. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. It, it is. Uh, John Bowen Camp on the uh, passing of Steve Batterson from the Quad City Times. A real loss uh, to that part of the state as far as coverage of, as you said, high school sports, uh, certainly the Hawkeye beat. Uh, and then David Kaplan on Chicago sports. Trent's plays of the day coming up as well. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.org. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As we take you uh, up until 1 o'clock, John Bowenkamp kicks off the second hour of the program. David Kaplan, 1230, will head to Chicago Centurion Stone of Iowa. Sponsors the Capman. You are as addicted to Twitter as anybody that I know. I am. Nothing gets by you. I have it on, on my lap the entire night. It drives my wife nuts. All night long. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're in the basement. You're watching games, and yeah. you got Twitter up. Constantly. You also like to search things. You yep. know, anything that I tweet, yep. even if it isn't something that's out there, if it's just mm-hmm. a, a response to somebody. Mm-hmm. You you look everybody up. I do. You don't get past, nothing gets past Ken Miller. Well, very, well I shouldn't say that, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm diligent. You know what? I love the For You tab, and I didn't at first. Yeah, it's... It's way more. I mean, I don't follow a ton of people. You don't. You like that 200 number. Right. Like and, to keep it even. Um, so, I, so I don't get a lot. But then this For You, I mean, it's populating constantly. So I have a lot of accounts. I have our Twitter account. Yes. At Miller & Condon. I have access to the KXNO Twitter account. Okay. I have my Locked On Locked Hawkeyes. On, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, my personal account. So yeah. I'm juggling a lot, and with that many accounts, and certainly... For something like Lockdown Hawkeyes, where I use that a lot just to retweet a lot of stuff, a lot of newsy things, things I don't do on my own personal feed mm-hmm. very often. Yeah, that For You tab is very good. But one thing that I know I've been annoyed with is the constant Wordle tweets. Oh, it drives me nuts. I don't How give... Long, wasn't Wordle a, a pandemic thing? Or is it maybe a little after that? I think after that. I'm not positive. There's but, the race, by the way, on SportsCenter. <laughs> it's on SportsCenter right now. The old people <laughs> chugging along, and a few of them didn't make it... Bite the dust! ...to the finish line. But Wordle, I, it just annoys me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No. I I don't care what you what your score is. Or my wife played for a while. I think she fell out of it. Uh-huh. Didn't... I think I tried for a day, just wasn't for me. But brain activities are good. And this is something for you as you're aging. Yes. I'm not going to call you old. No. 
I'll probably do that tomorrow, but today, I'll just say aging, even for me. And we always hear puzzles, things that make you think these are very important. Right. But don't do Prevagen because there's no... (laughs) Trent, you know what? Honest to God, and and I get why my demographic is is throwing money at this thing. Uh Uh-huh. I saw what my mom went through with right, Alzheimer's, absolutely. right? Um, look, I, I don't, I'm not saying I'd rather have cancer, but I might be saying I'd rather have cancer than to lose your mind. Honest to God. Mm-hmm. Right? So I see why my demographic wants to find the silver bullet. Yeah. And there's more Prevagen type things coming out right now. And of course, I just think it's a product of aging. I'm not as sharp at 64 that I was at 44. I, Nobody well, is. And I even see it today at 43 than when I was 33. 33. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It, it is just the aging process. Mm-hmm. So, Wordle doesn't do it for me. That's right. not for me. But there is this something, one of my buddies sent this to me on Monday, and we have been having fun with it the last three days. It is called ImmaculateGrid.com. So what they do, it is a grid of nine. Like I've the Wordle. Seen, I've seen it on Twitter. I've never uh, delved into it. I think you would love this. So here's today's puzzle. This is Major okay. League Baseball. So the first one is you have four teams. And in the cross, the first cross at the top here is the Orioles and the A's. And you have to pick a player that played for both the Orioles oh my. and the A's. That's tough. Today, the next one was also the Twins were up there. So you have an A's and a Twins player. Padres are on the bottom side. So yeah. those are the four. And yeah. then... They also have a milestone. So this today's was 3,000 hits. So my A's pick, got this right, Ricky Henderson. Ricky, yeah. Pretty easy one, right? Yeah. Padres, Tony Tony. Quinn. And then you go to the next tier, on down. Orioles, 500-plus home runs. Uh, Brooks. I had Frank Robinson. Oh, that's yeah, but he's been everywhere. But he was an Oriole for but a long he was time. Yeah. What cap did he wear into the Hall of Fame? I think the Reds. I was going to say, it's either the Reds or yeah. the Orioles. I think it was. Yeah, Orioles. you know what? Frank Robinson, probably the guy. Twins. Harmon. Yes. I missed one today. I Which one was it? I couldn't come up with an Oriole or that also played for the Orioles and A's. My whatever choice. I think I put the maybe Orioles. B.J. Surhoff in there, oh, and he was good. wrong. So He was an Oriole. This is a fun brain teaser, something with to help sports. you. With sports. I think this is something that you would really enjoy I... every morning. And, it, and it's relatively new on Twitter, right? It is. It really jogs the brain. It gets mm-hmm. it gets you thinking. And it was much more difficult than I thought. Well, my buddy first said, I'm like, I'll get nine out of nine every day. Actually, it was a week ago Monday. So we've been doing it for 10 days now. And I've had one night out of nine. Usually six or seven out of nine is what I usually get uh-huh. in it. But it's a fun activity to get that brain going in the morning. You're looking for something. I am. Immaculategrid.com. It's going to help that brain get moving a little bit more in the mornings. I think. Uh, did Carney La- who did Carney Lansford? I know no, he was an A. Yo, absolutely. I did he have the Orioles in there? And see, this is what your brain starts to uh-huh. do. It's it's a fun activity. I like it. And when when I was going through the exercise today, first of all, my A slash twin was something that zero point zero zero nine percent of the population got. It was Pedro Munoz. And mm-hmm. I loved Pedro Munoz as a youngster. Mm-hmm. I thought Pedro Munoz is going to hit 50 home runs in a year. Obviously, it never happened. But not many people that jumped to their mind. But it's a fun activity. ImmaculateGrid.com is where you go and you get a new puzzle every single day. Uh, I'm going to play tomorrow. I'm going to send you the link, too, because okay, yep, I'm gonna do that's it. helpful. So it'll be in your... I'll put that out. So is there put a it time Twitter. limit? No time limit. But you only get nine guesses. Another thing that's tricky, yesterday's puzzle, and I can't remember what the component was, mm-hmm. but there was only one answer. 
yet you could have used this player for an answer earlier. So if you used him earlier and you didn't hit the person that hit 3,000 hits and 500 home runs as it is today, if there's just one of those people, you already used him up, you can't get 9 to 9 because you can only use one person for each of the who grids. Came, who came up with this idea? I don't know. I, I don't even know You know if it's sponsored by guy, anybody. The guy that came up with Wordle sold it to the New York Times for like over a million dollars. Right. This is a pretty good one. I enjoy it. Daily stats, I'm averaging 7.2 per day. So you, so there's an app that you keep track of yourself? Of, no, it gives you the stats right there on, on the webpage when you go to it. And every single day it keeps a track of it. It's a fun one. This mm-hmm. is something I think you're going to enjoy. It. And I think knowing our listeners and our listener base, I think this is something that everybody can have some fun with. Now, we're not going to tweet it out. I'm not going to no. put out every day no. my answers to my puzzles because we both know how annoying that can be. Right. But, ImmaculateGrid.com, that is the place to go. And certainly uh, a fun, different way of doing a puzzle and have the sports component to it. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And you don't know who came up with it, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I started noticing on uh, on Twitter, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Does uh-huh. that seem about yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something new for you. Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. Absolutely into it. By the way, there is an NFL news. It sounds as though there's going to be... Um, some year-long suspensions when it comes to players that are caught up in this gambling, their own gambling scandal. Really? Uh, the kid from the Colts, Isaiah Rogers, uh-huh. uh, his name was made public, I don't know, about three weeks ago. With Calvin Ridley, got a year? Didn't he get yes, a year? He did. yeah. So I would think that um, that the NFL is probably down a similar path, uh, but there's more apparently than... Um, than just uh, Isaiah Rogers. So hey, much for that. One thing I had in my notes and we didn't get to with Bill Bender, I, I forgot about it. The Deion Sanders story about losing his foot. But he's not going to. He's now. not going to now. Yeah, right. and I, I saw that. It just such a crazy story, right? Well, don't you? Isn't that usually diabetes? Well, related? that's what it is. Yeah, usually. I mean, when you think of that, that's where your brain automatically goes. Mm-hmm. At least for me, is that. And but this was a blood clot is what it sounded like, a blood clot that led to this and the possible amputation of a foot. I mean, hard to be prime. Did you? God, he was good, wasn't he? My God, he was something. So Prime also said that there is one other sport that he could have been professional, obviously. Well, for baseball. <laughs> baseball, football, and there's one more that he says he could have been a pro at. Basketball? Not basketball. Um, he could have been a pro at it. My first thought well, was... it's not hockey. <laughs> No, he's got some bravado, but yeah, probably not on skates. What I thought track it? and field. Like Boxing? Could... Nope. I don't know. It's something that you enjoy. It's one of your hobbies you don't do much anymore. I don't know. What is it? Fishing. He said bass fishing. <laughs> he was in one of the yeah. bass fishing events, what and they had way, like a pro-am. What a, what a way to earn a living, by the way. Oh, absolutely. You, we think we've got it good, and we do. And he caught a monster right away. He said, this is easy. Now, yeah. he's also fished for a long time. He grew up fishing, but he said... Baseball, football, <laughs> bass fishing. That's Dion. Those are the sports that he also could have been a professional in. What a way to make a living. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad he chose football. Good gosh, he was fun to watch. Uh, that um, hand behind the head, the high stepping into the end zone when he was with the Falcons. Uh, I can picture it. All right, hour number two. Uh, we will talk to John Bowen Camp, kick off the second hour of the program. David Kaplan, bottom of the hour, Chicago Sports Centurion Stone sponsors. Miller and Condon, an hour to go on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.